This week's episode is sponsored by Helio Gas Detection and Rising Suns, the award-winning brewery here in Cork. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions and this week I'm absolutely thrilled to finally get hold of Tim Yusupov of Olhava and you may also know him from Turna and from Som. Tim, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. Hi. Great to have you here. Look, there's there's so much I want I want to touch base with you with regards, but I suppose we really want to discuss the new album, Sacrifice, which is being dropped on the 26th of January. Yeah, right. Can you give me some ideas on the background of the album, the concept behind it? Sure, yeah. So, uh, first of all, I would say that it's uh, our biggest and like most elaborate record since uh, Ladoga came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it uh, tries to conceptually continue the uh, like the themes and uh, topics which we touched on on Ladoga and uh, also Reborn. Yeah. Uh, you will notice that um, since Ladega had like these uh, ambient interludes, uh, mm-hmm. short little tracks, uh, which were called Age of the River That's and correct, numbered. Yeah. yeah, so this will be continued on this album. Okay. Uh, so it will be like Age of the River 6, uh, 7 and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd say this is uh, quite a big uh, milestone, I'd say for us just personally uh in terms of uh how how much effort uh did it take to to produce and to fine-tune and to polish uh, the sound Mm. and speaking of um like conceptual stuff yeah um yeah it uh it tries to elaborate on the the same ideas uh we had in reborn but it takes it um, just uh, a step further okay um and i mean <clears throat> we'll have like the press release for uh, all the curious people mm-hmm. uh but i mean in general we like to to keep it a little bit ambiguous uh to yeah. leave the room for the listener to um uh, to think and to interpret themselves as well i suppose at the yeah. same time yeah yeah, I mean, right. you do tend to base a lot of it of, of the albums that have gone before as well. Sort of, I won't say the fight between man and nature, but there seems to be this idea and this concept of the two overlapping, whether whether for good or for bad, you know, it, it, it's still it's it's still rolling through sacrifice. Am I right in saying that? Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Uh, I mean, definitely sacrifice is uh, more like self uh not self like the artist but uh human-centered album okay um which uh, i mean it definitely reflects uh all the stuff that's been happening to us uh like just the fact that we have to do this from uh our own homes like in different countries all of a sudden and uh is generally about like the transition from uh one state to another like uh this point of uh you know no return yeah uh and 
like being able to embrace uh, the new things and being able to let hold of uh, like things that uh, keep you from uh, you know from getting somewhere somewhere to, to some new place yeah so the, so the word sacrifice in itself the title of the album what specifically was that referring to if you know what i mean yeah exactly uh so sacrifices uh i mean it's as big of a deal as you can <laughs> get and yes like uh, i mean yeah it's obviously it's not some like you know occult stuff uh, -huh. uh it's more uh of a philosophical reference to okay. uh just transition from like your old self to your new self okay because in order to get uh you know to evolve mm -hmm. you need to just sacrifice some things from your past excellent now tell me the artwork as well tim which depicts a, a tree that's mm -hmm. obviously exposing its roots its top has been chopped off does that reflect the, the sound and how did you go about deciding on the artwork because i mean the artwork in ladoga and reborn is it the same artist actually by the way is it the same artist yep. doing the yeah yeah it's, it's is the, art, is the art even telling a story in itself yeah yeah uh definitely so uh it's our good friend uh margot uh from belarus okay uh, she did yeah, a lot of artworks for us uh like for albums as well his merch and uh mm. like all kinds of stuff and uh we developed this uh you know really uh kind of close relationship as a musician nice. and an artist can get yeah um and she uh she's probably like one of the few people who really um understands what our music is about and she you know listens to to it while she's doing the artwork Excellent. for for the album yeah so she i mean it's really great to to see her get uh like really involved in in this art process yeah i mean uh, it, it really fits the music tim like i mean you got the right mix here you got the right person doing the right work you know it it definitely it tells the story as i mentioned like of, of the albums like and it just sets the scene just to look at an album cover uh it, it gives you a taste of what's within that music you know which is something special i think awesome yeah yeah great yeah great to hear it you know it's nice to find an artist who can understand and and tap into your psyche and know what you're trying to achieve you know it, it's it's not often that works and it's great to see you work here. Yeah, indeed. And that's why we gave like all the creative freedom to her. Yeah. Uh, so like we can generally explore of what we uh, would probably like to see on the cover. But uh, if she wants to do something uh, different or like shed a different light on the mm -hmm. subject, it's uh, perfectly fine with us. It actually brings me to one thing. It just hit me as we were talking. Frozen Bloom then, Tim. Yeah. The artwork on that is very different. <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, be honest, this this album, like The Queen of Fields, is one of your greatest tracks ever as far as I'm concerned. But where does that fit in then with the concepts of what you've had rolling between the dog of Reborn and Sacrifice? Uh, yeah, it, it is. Um, 
a little bit of a detour from yeah, uh, yeah from our usual stuff. Um, well, uh, so the process behind it was uh, we wanted to release the album like as fast as we can. Okay. Because, okay. you know, sometimes it's it just hits you like, yeah, we've got like this material, we've got it recorded and like sort of mixed. Uh -huh. We just need to finish it right now and release it as soon as possible. Okay. Uh, which makes uh, some people from our label <laughs> not too happy, <laughs> but yeah, it's all right. Um, so yeah, we we just stumbled upon this cool uh, photographer on Instagram. Uh, I mean, he, I believe he was uh, subscribed to our page before. Okay. Uh, and we were subscribed to him as well. Uh, and this uh, specific uh, set of photographs really stood out to both uh, me and Andre uh, mm -hmm. because, you know, um, a big inspiration for us both visually and uh, like aesthetically yeah. is uh, films by Andrei Tarkovsky. Okay. Uh, and we felt some sort of resemblance, uh, like watery themes and... Uh, mm -hmm. You know misty backgrounds and uh, yeah and it's just you know nature and it's purest yeah uh, like yeah, nature just... seems to play a big part in everything you do doesn't it tim true will have yeah a... sure it is yeah it's like the key part in uh of how as well as Trina, i would say yeah yeah again oh, i'm probably going a small bit off topic here but how do you sort of separate the two all have and tierna because as you said Musically, they're similar in, in with regards to their atmospheric post-black metal. Mm -hmm. They follow the same, as you said, nature themes. And how do you decide, right, this is this is a creation for Olhava and this is for Tierna? Is, is that possible to do? <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Um, I mean, we're now uh, doing new stuff both for both Olhava and Tierna. Right. Uh, and it becomes uh, clearer and clearer, uh, like as uh, far as you go, uh, that musically actually they are quite different. And I say musically, not uh, like sound wise, mm -hmm. because uh, yeah, obviously sound uh, has a lot of resemblance. But uh, so the main difference is uh, Trina is a live band. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't say, don't want to say used to be, <laughs> I hope. I uh, hope not either. Yeah. 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 So, um, and there are some restrictions, uh, that, you know, some things you can play live, some things you can't, uh, we don't want to go the road of, uh, um, like pre-recorded guitars, uh, just yeah, yeah, play the you. same. Yeah, um, but uh, and at the same time, like uh, Trina needs to be. And by the way, Trina is three people, and it yeah. is it has always been that uh, all the three people uh, need to find some sort of consensus and compromise. Mm -hmm. uh, and Anton, our bass player, uh, he likes more like uh, black metal and more you know aggressive music okay uh, so it's got like uh it's influence there exactly um yeah. but oh the 
at the other hand is a purely studio project mm -hmm. and so there are no restrictions on the number of guitar tracks you can record on like okay. the effects and like all, all that stuff and that brings the difference in the sound and the music yeah would, would you say so tim that all have will never become a live project at any stage is this something you'd, you'd ever consider well, I mean, we consider it from time to time. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, before the 2022. Uh, because a lot of people ask us uh, frequently about, like, uh, what would it take to <laughs> make <laughs> to a live band? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and, I mean, in theory, it's possible, but it would take a lot. Okay. Uh, because you know like the main uh thing i think about uh when someone mentions or oh, have a life yeah. is that uh i just don't want it to be like you're another beginner black metal band playing yeah. in a venue i just want uh i'll have a life to be something very very special with like you want it to be an experience for people so yeah <laughs> yeah Some, something yeah. that they'll remember forever yeah for sure yeah no, like no pressure tim like no pressure whatsoever there no i mean i i genuinely want it uh yeah. and it should be like pretty pretty spectacular experience yeah i spent the week listening to all the albums again in sort of preparation for for having a, a chat with you and you get lost in this music, you know, and I, I would think that in a live environment, it would be something mm -hmm. special. Like, I think it would be a moment to remember. And I, I'd, I'd love to see it happen, look, maybe sometime down the line. And on top of that, I, I can't wait to see Turner at some stage as well. That's another bucket <laughs> sure. list for me. But as I'm talking about the two and, and even some as well, like mm -hmm. this whole scene, as we sort of seem to be calling it one the St. Petersburg sound that yourselves know and even show me a dinosaur would be the same yeah it took off within the last five and six years you know it really became something special and that's obviously down to quality like it's quality within the song production and um, the actual musicianship did you feel and see that happening you know when people were talking about it are we blind to all that uh, you mean to to the attention of people from uh, abroad? Exactly. Finding, as I as I said, calling it sort of mm -hmm. Saint Petersburg sound. You seem to have a sound within your yourselves, like you know, there's it's atmospheric, like, and there's these dense walls of sound and that washy vocal that comes over it. Mm -hmm. Like atmospheric metal is there, but this was something a little different. Yeah, sure. Uh, some people also name uh, the band Blankenberge. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's a shoegaze band to, right. which we used to share a label with. Uh, yeah, and there are there are some more. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> we could record like a whole separate podcast about uh, like what were the reasons and mm. uh, why it just came to be and at the moment it came to be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you could definitely. Uh, they like the band is probably like from St. Petersburg. Not mm. that, you know, um, there are a lot of post black ish, uh, like black gaze ish bands from Russia at all, but yeah, there are some. Yeah. And, um, uh, 
you know, there are some from Siberia, I believe. Um, they, they, they sound different. Okay. You could say that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's quite curious that, um, you know, there, there are, uh, some things that, um, you know, the stars, uh, <laughs> must have aligned this way. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what I'm probably trying to get at, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. With all the music that's out there from every country in the world, for a time, everybody zoned in on this sound, mm -hmm. on your sound, on the bands I've mentioned, and it's just sort of created its own entity almost within this niche underground scene of ours, like, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I just, and my point was, I suppose, really, do you see that yourselves when you're sitting inside us, you know, do you see people you know following it following your sound so much uh well yeah the, there is definitely some uh what is called now organic growth mm -hmm. uh but uh at the same time i feel like we had to do a lot of work to promote the records and okay. our bands especially show me dinosaur uh and I speak from I speak with uh, Artem, their guitarist and vocalist, yeah. uh, really often. And so uh, I believe he did most of the promo by himself for the latest uh, record for Plum Gazer. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't like a PR company or a label or something. Yeah. So just he he just had to yeah to put in a lot of time and effort to promote this thing. Like to be fair, what you have achieved, all of you, is down to hard graft. It's it's not, as you said, some promoter doing all the work for you. This is you guys working. Yeah, pretty much. Right, doing everything basically. I mean, uh, it it wouldn't probably be fair to say that, uh, like all the bands did everything uh, themselves uh -huh. because uh, Truna is uh, uh, signed to. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no, it was name. Candlelight Records, yeah. Yes. Here it is. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, quite a big label, I believe, uh, more in UK and uh, yeah, USA than it is. It is a big label. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, they did a lot of incredible stuff uh, in terms of promotion for Istok, the latest album. Yeah. Like uh, seeing it being played on BBC One and stuff is. Uh, it's incredible. mad, isn't it? yeah yeah it's i would never yeah guess that this music you know <laughs> this that would reach playing. an audience like that i know it's incredible yeah i suppose people yeah. are people are opening up musically i think the you know the times of pigeonholing music i think is gone you know if it's something sounds right sounds good then it is yeah i believe the thing is you know the all the bands are um they have something in common uh -huh. it's kind of hard to pinpoint, but, uh, I believe this music is, uh, personal, uh, you can probably feel that it is, uh, honest, mm -hmm. yeah, that it's absolutely. not like, you know, a producer, like, uh, industry plan, some, something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I think people are finally appreciating that the work and effort that goes into yeah, creating finally. music, new music, you know, going back to the album again, sacrifice Tim, if you don't want mm -hmm. here, because I know I, I went off track. <laughs> sure, sure did you know what you wanted to create going into the studio or was it a case of when you get together if you got together even that's another point actually mm -hmm. did you have a concept 
already in mind for this album before you started? Uh, well, actually, uh, I believe the the only time we we ever got together, mm. uh, like I mean, we got together uh, on Trina rehearsals, but specifically for Alhava, uh, we only did like uh, sort of studio sessions uh, when our sound guy Misha was uh, mixing it and okay. like putting final touches. Uh, but yeah i mean it happened just uh all of a sudden i believe uh andre was uh, sitting at home kind of nervous because at the same time i was recording drums for ladega okay uh yeah i believe it was ladega so yeah he had nothing to do and he started uh, like just writing new tracks nice <laughs> And he's just sending me, you know, one uh, one hour demo after another. Uh, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> Keeping you busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's he's really creative person. Uh, he just, like, if you try to count the amount of music he produces uh-huh. in all of the projects, uh, I don't know, it it can easily be like more than five or I don't know, maybe 10 albums a year. Wow. Uh, That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and like he, he's, he's doing a lot of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, he, he just recorded uh, basically just guitar demos of the tracks, sent them over. And uh, like when, you know, it finally came uh, to when the time came uh, to, you know, record the drums and start producing. Because, you know, the demos can lie uh, on our tables for for years, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, you're not afraid to share that stuff. Am I right in saying that? You've put a lot of stuff up on on websites and stuff that that's, would be demo. Am I yeah. right in saying that? Uh, yeah. He's got. Uh, a Boosie, it's like a Russian uh, Patreon, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's about to finally create his Patreon page. Okay. Uh, because uh, Andre, like, he, he, the only thing he does is music. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just lost track a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I can understand Andre's involvement. Like, is is huge. Like, and what he does, yeah. what he does as you know, not even just as I'll have a like, but I mean, as you said, he's how many projects going at a time. It's yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, like, yeah, to answer your question about like the the process of how the album came together. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, really quick in terms of. Uh, like building the tracks but mm-hmm. then we spend uh quite a lot of time on uh like getting the transitions just right getting okay. the ambient tracks and uh you know we we've we have well all the creative freedom and he also encourages me to play uh <laughs> not only drums but to just elaborate in any way i can and have you played guitar as well tim uh yeah i do uh, yeah well i wouldn't say like i'm an expert but 
uh, I mostly do like you know this uh, ambient stuff, or yeah. like lo-fi uh, things. Yeah, and yeah. also for the sacrifice, I did. Uh, well, I I placed some samples basically on the very last track. Uh, did some sound design, you know, um, these little things here and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. The recording, going back to recording this again, I mean, it can't have been easy to to record this because obviously the last few years you've had to move home. You've had to, you are where you are now. Is is Andre nearby? Is he in close proximity to you or do you have to make plans to get together? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, See, countries I, apart. I, yeah, I can't even make plans to to uh, to see each other because uh, he's uh, back in St. Petersburg and I'm in Turkey right now. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, uh, we we have to do everything like uh, separately. Uh-huh. Well, not separately. We communicate very often, and uh, well, it's I believe it's as good of a. Uh, you know, distant production mm-hmm. pipeline as you can get yeah. with uh, a studio project uh, because he's got all the means to record at home. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> well, to be completely fair, the drums for the sacrifice were recorded uh, back in 2021, I guess. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so. But but still, yeah, I've got uh, the means to record here, so we just have to work like this for now. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you because, as I said, you had to you had to get out and you had to get to Istanbul, right? Did mm-hmm. you bring all your gear, drums, equipment? Did everything move with you? No, unfortunately, not. Uh, well, the thing is, when I uh, when I left Russia. Yeah. Uh, I only had like my tourist suitcase with me uh, right. and the backpack. Yeah. So all I could grab is uh, like a couple of pedals. I also got my guitar disassembled and just stuck into the suitcase. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, drums are, are not a thing you can. <laughs> not, not that easy, no. Not, yeah, not travel <laughs> no. friendly. No, no, not the easiest musician's equipment to, to transport from anywhere, not to mind from a, a backpack and a suitcase, man. But yeah, you, you mentioned earlier there, Aegis River, this track that flows from Ladoga right through, through Sacrifice, that ambient, mm-hmm. these ambient passages. It's a very Olhava thing to do. Not many yeah. bands would do this. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the same question, was it a conscious decision to keep that rolling? Do you like to break up the music with these ambient soundscapes? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a conscious decision uh, because, um, well, we like just to add a lot of ambience and uh, droning sounds which stretch out uh, quite a lot. You can say by uh, our previous albums, we, we had like a whole ambient album which mm-hmm. is called Never Leave Me Alone. Yeah. Is uh, also on vinyl, uh, which is surprising for us. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, I mean, um, well, we personally like to listen to this uh, sort of music a lot. Okay. And uh, it is no problem for us to like get through a 30 minute track of just ambient sounds. Yeah. Uh, and we did this uh, thing on, uh, on Reborn, I guess, uh -huh. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, was it? Yeah. Mirror, reflection. Yeah. A lot of bands team will be afraid to do that, afraid to do what you're yeah. doing. You know, but yeah, on 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 Ladiga and on Sacrifice, though, uh, we decided to take a little bit different road, and uh, we just cut out like the ambient parts. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I mean, if we didn't consciously do it, it would be just uh, cut somewhere in the middle, and there would be long uh, intros to the tracks and long yeah. outros. Yeah, but uh, we decided, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they are just skipping ambient tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we decided to give them this uh, possibility, you know. I think it's a great uh, idea. I think it's a great concept, yeah. you know. Actually, just as we talked about, I was listening to Reborn, the album last mm -hmm. night. And I think the intro is pretty ambient in that one. And I, I started to doze off. And then the blast beats <laughs> come from fucking nowhere, you know, <laughs> and literally shook the shit out of me. <laughs> it was fantastic to hear. But um, look, I'm going to give people a listen to some music here um, from Sacrifice, the album. And it was the first track you released, Eternal Fire. Amazing piece of music. I'm assuming most people have Thank heard you. this already. Let's have a listen.
Right, so guys, there you have it. What a sound. It's just mesmerizing as it's it's transient. It's just something incredible. That was Eternal Fire from the app Sacrifice, as I said, which is coming out very, very soon. Tim, can I ask you a question, right? Mm-hmm. Hypothetical, of course, like, but I, I just be curious. Like, do you think Olhava as a band would be in a very different place now in 2024 uh, if there was no war in Ukraine? Do you mind me asking that question? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure it would. Uh, I mean, the war has uh, impacted all of our lives uh, severely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like just the fact that, uh, well, I, I don't want to sound like, uh, like it's the biggest problem, but if we are talking specifically about Ohava, yeah. Um, well, just the fact that uh, we don't have uh, the well, I don't have the access to to our studio to go to be creative with drums uh, at any time. Yeah, uh, it's a big downside, uh, and also we're just happy that we managed to record uh, drums for for the album before I had to there leave go, Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, because uh, yeah, right now the, there wouldn't be any chance to do this here in Istanbul, uh, and and also um, it is it is a big. Uh, I mean, it's a big thing uh, that affects your like mental health as well. Uh, because you just it's hard to describe the the atmosphere of uh like depressed uh yeah. just ambience uh you know uh, floating mm-hmm. in the air in russia right now yeah uh and yeah it's it's a huge thing that uh i believe in, if not in 2024 it will definitely affect uh the these like all have a sound down the way yeah for sure um yeah yeah it's I, it's it, yeah go on yeah i mean it, it has like if we look at the bigger picture it's 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 chaos like it's it's horrible to see what's going on like and i mean it affects everybody everybody's life you know what i mean you decided to move right and you've andre who's who's still in st petersburg like i mean it's such a big fucking decision to make. Do you get up and get out? You know, do you stay? Do you, you yeah. know, how how did you even come up? How how do you make that decision? Uh, well, in my case, you know, there are yeah. a lot of people uh, leaving just purely due to uh, just not to be a part of it, yeah. uh, just purely politically mm-hmm. motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, uh, you know, there was that, but also, uh, well, there was a draft, yeah, in, like a bit more than a year ago. Uh, okay. and uh, I was supposed to be drafted, like, okay. if we speak uh, purely, uh, you know, in terms of law and yeah, uh. Not that, you know, uh, people came to my home and 
dragged me to I know but but the danger was uh, there and you know um it's expected of the, you like wasn't it if you were to stay uh yeah it, it not like not only expected but um well basically i received a letter okay. uh, and again strictly speaking it's not like how it is uh, in practice obviously but uh you never know you know uh, yeah. if uh, if they will decide to uh go after you or yeah. because uh uh like legally they have all the rights uh and you can face uh, real prison time if you yeah. if you decide yeah not to show up okay um i mean and so because yes. of, because of that Tim, like you can't just go home and pick yeah. something up and and get out again like i mean you yeah know, exactly i would really love to but uh yeah it's 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 a really tough decision and i had to do it like uh, I had to leave within four or three days, basically. Right. Yeah, it was uh, really, really stressful. But still, there are a lot of people who do not have the opportunity or like the uh, the finances to just to to get up and leave to another country. And and thankfully, you've managed to. To find work and you're working and you're actively earning and earning your way through life like i mean yeah i mean i'm i'm lucky in the in this regard mm. uh, so yeah uh, yeah no questions here but yeah in terms of uh, music and how it affects uh well i mean a lot of uh, people from the saint petersburg scene are yeah now away from Russia and God knows when they are coming back. Yeah. Uh, so basically the scene is, uh, I'm afraid to say, but it's probably gone. Yeah. Uh, no one knows uh, if it's ever gonna be back. It's just the but, sheer uncertainty yeah. of it all. Like no, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Sure. Yeah. I appreciate your answering that, Tim. I really do. Um, I don't want to make this political really because this is all about music and we're talking about music, but I would, I just wanted to get some kind of an insight. Mm -hmm. Tim, can we talk about again, it's probably actually overlapping again because Tirna, the band whom I absolutely adore. It was my first sort of, we'd call it St. Petersburg taster. And, and from then it, the whole thing just grew like, but, and you mentioned it being a live band, but mm -hmm. circumstances that you have found yourselves in, no, that's not the case. But is there a chance again, you know, who knows what's down the road, but Tierna is not dead in the water, so to speak. They're like, there is hope that it will come back as a live act and be seen again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like the, the hope is there. Uh, mm. We constantly communicate we are working on like new material it's basically the only thing we can do now okay <clears throat> but we really hope that uh, we'll be able to play life again yeah uh, and yeah and before everything happened was there big plans for Tirna at the time had you ideas of you know traveling as a band seeing countries oh yeah um, yeah yeah there yeah. were a lot of plans uh i mean in 2019 
uh, we had a big European tour. Mm. We came, yeah, all the way to Paris and back. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, 21 city, I believe, uh, about a month of touring. One of the greatest experiences of uh, my life. I was just about to ask, how, how do you look yeah. back and reflect on that? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I was planning, uh, so yeah, I was organizing uh, most of this, mm -hmm. and I was planning to do the same in, uh, well, yeah, in late, uh, yeah, in 2020. Okay. <laughs> just, uh, uh, just before the COVID hit. Uh-huh. So this uh, made the plans uh, go off. <laughs> One thing after another, Tim, yeah, it just wasn't on your yeah. side. It wasn't to happen. Yeah, and, you know, even if, uh, like, as bad as uh, the pandemic was, mm. uh, we definitely did not expect it would get even worse. Oh. And uh, at least the pandemic, you know, it was... Uh, well, we, we were sure it was going to be over at some point yeah. and uh, we'll be just back to normal. But yeah, unfortunately, right now, I don't, I don't know if there will ever be like, you know, the same. Well, I mean, uh, I had a lot of... Uh, and Ohio fans uh, message me and uh, say like guys we know it's not you it's like uh, yeah. your government and stuff and I really really appreciate it that uh, mostly people can uh, differentiate and understand the context uh, exactly exactly yeah but for for some reason for like big politics and if we are speaking of Russians in general uh, it became much much harder to uh, basically to tour Europe to get anywhere abroad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can get to, you know, Serbia, Turkey, <laughs> yeah, Thailand probably, but uh, in the musical touring band context, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really hope it will get uh, better at some point. Yeah. But we just have to wait. We just have to wait this vote. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's an it's an awful position to be in. It the whole thing. It's it's just it's a sad state of affairs. Look, but um, yeah. Getting back to your music, Tim, mm -hmm. I want to talk about reverb on repeat as well. I mean, not that you've enough going on already. You decide <laughs> you decide to to sort of grow this as well because it was a small small yeah project, but it seems to have grown and gathered a bit of pace, has it? Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, it's uh, there is um, there there might be sort of a branding confusion because uh, initially Andre decided to name his uh, like solo project channel uh, place where he just uploads his demos. Yeah, uh, reverb and repeat. But then right. um, some of these demos. Uh, we just decided to make uh, proper tracks out of them and we were looking for a vocalist for some time uh, and it's really hard when you uh, you know you've got the music on your hands uh, mm -hmm. and 
you know, have a person to write lyrics and to, you know, sing the actual yeah, yeah. Uh, songs. Uh, so yeah, it took uh, some time, but mm -hmm. uh, finally it's been it's been all done and uh, mixed and mastered by the okay. same Mikhail Kurushkin <laughs> we've got on Olhaven Truna. And yeah, we consciously decided to not make a metal record out of it. Yeah, and it's very to, different. Like yeah, yeah, it is. And to make like a purely shoegaze. Uh, well, not an album. It's I believe it's two EPs planned to release this year. Uh, yeah, and uh, we finally found the vocalist. It's uh, Vladimir from Roj Rai. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I know his Rai. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Misha Kurishkin himself uh, decided to play bass okay. on the record. So yeah, it all came together quite nice. Uh, you mentioned you, you mentioned shoe yeah. you mentioned shoegaze to him um, as as a an idea of what it's, this sounds like and and you're right like it is shoegaze. The vocal is a, a bit different from what you would normally hear within the shoegaze genre. You know, it's a bit deeper. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, which is, is nice. It's nice to hear something different like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. D yeah, I guess you could call it some sort of a uh, post punk new wave influence. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But I think it's cool. Yeah, it's different. It is different, and I I'm looking forward to hearing more from Reverb on Repeat. We mentioned shoegaze and stuff there. I mean, musically, where are you at? What do you listen to? Like, I mean, what do you chill out to? You know, music. I mean, it's not all your own. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you must branch out with other sounds. And where where where's your head at musically? Uh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> we were just where, about where do you start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh well i mean we're at a weird point right now um well yeah me personally for sure uh because you know um i got sent uh so many um uh, demos nowadays yeah from yeah. andre and uh, there is just you know this stacked uh order that i have to go through first <laughs> that is you know uh you you have to listen to this and to listen to this uh and possibly imagine some drums uh, for, for these <laughs> so, tracks so andre is dictating your musical journey at the moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. but yeah at the same time uh um, we're listening to i mean andre's uh just said recently he's listening to mostly <laughs> shoegaze and like 90s shoegaze okay uh yeah uh as for me, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm looking for uh, the more underground and contemporary shoegaze artists. Uh, mm -hmm. There is, you know, this uh, eighteen-year-old guy, I believe, who blew up on TikTok. Okay. Uh, his name is Kornik. Okay. Yeah, I believe. Uh, just you know, it's it's just. Uh, it's it's so cool to me that uh like people young people get into this music uh -huh. like now and that this music is becoming popular after yeah. you know i've listened to it for so many years and <laughs> it was you know it's always been like this underground niche thing you stuck and in there till you stuck in there till it came popular again yeah 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's really curious how uh, some like newer kids uh, just don't give. Uh, uh, try not to swear. You can swear. <laughs> you can swear all you want here. Uh, yeah, they don't give two shits about uh, production. They yeah. just put things together in Ableton and uh, you know do like VST everything. Uh, and it still sounds great and the tracks are great because, you know, I believe the music, uh, the, you know, the arrangement is first and the sound is uh, second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's really cool. Also, he... I've been, yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, well, also apart from this, uh, I've listened to a bit of uh, Screamo, like 90s Screamo. Uh, mm -hmm. stuff mm. yeah like mm. Bo Bonavire Bo oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe is the band's name yeah nice. I just stumbled upon their album and it's it's literally a discovery for me yeah just stuck on repeat ever since there's just so much out there though Tim isn't there to, to find and you mentioned the platforms yeah. there, like TikTok and stuff like this. I mean, mm -hmm. it's never been so so easy to get access and even to create music. I mean, it's the world is just changing so fast from a musical mm -hmm. perspective, isn't it? Yeah, Creativity-wise, yeah, it's yeah. mad. It's mad. Tim, before I leave you go, I have three questions I want to put to you just for a bit of fun before we wrap up. I'm going to throw the first one at you here. What track would you like to see on Hava? At some stage, or if ever, do a cover version of. <laughs> well, have you ever thought about it or talked about it as a band, as a group? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, not specifically as Alhawa, but uh -huh. as uh, Turna and as like you know, just us thinking about things we could cover and yeah. like just recollecting good cover uh, tracks. Uh, I believe mine and Andre's is uh, would probably be like um, the band's called Year of No Light, and Brilliant. at some point they covered uh, Disorder by Joy Division. Yes, uh, just so transformative. It's uh -huh. it's so great. Uh, so yeah, I believe we could. Um, I just yeah, think we could do yeah. we could do slow dive. Nice. Sure. Nice. Easily. Yeah. Like some, uh, you know, they, they had their first EP, uh, something Breeze, Catch the Breeze. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, there are so many good tracks on this. And there is also the unreleased uh, I Saw the Sun record. Okay. Yeah. Any track from there. Uh, Spanish Air. Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. Joe, I was I was in the car this afternoon and a track came on. It was um, Ultravox's Vienna, right? Mm -hmm. And in preparation for this, I had this show on my mind. And I was saying, fuck it. I would love to hear something like that. With, and I'll have a approach on mm -hmm. it, that that dreamy, fuzzy guitar sound over that over that melody, I'd say would be fantastic. Just one of those crazy <laughs> thoughts that came to my head. Second question, Tim. Mm -hmm. If you could bring back a band from the past to see them play live, who would come to mind? Mm. Has there anyone that you've not seen live that you wish you would have had? 
Well, <laughs> first one that comes to mind is probably title fight. Okay. Uh, just because of you know it's 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 been kind of a common theme <laughs> around the internet, uh, <laughs> like bring back title fight. <laughs> Very good. That'll do. That that answer will go. That that do us fine. The third question. So, on the final question before I let you go, if you could mm -hmm. go into the studio team with any band and do a collaboration with, who would you like to have with you, creating something new? Hmm. That's a tough question uh, because, uh, you know, from personal experience, um, it doesn't work. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's two completely different things uh, when you listen to a band and when you encounter them as uh, human beings yes. live, <laughs> yes. not on stage, but, you know, in yeah. trying to do something. As personalities, yeah. Yeah, it, it can be quite um, disorienting, I believe. They can clash. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough. It's a tough question. Yeah, it's a tough question. Well, look, we, we, we'll skip that question. Just give me an album or a band to look out for in 2024. What do you think is something worth checking out that you've heard or that you know is on the way? Have you an album you're looking forward to hearing? Anyone? Mm. Yeah, that's hard as well because... Because um... <laughs> there's so much out there. Yeah, if, uh, yeah, first of all, there are so much. And uh, secondly, uh, I barely managed to release like all of our albums, you know, <laughs> yeah. and to, you know, to look ahead. And uh, I don't okay. I don't even know, like, <laughs> are Death Heaven releasing something this year? Probably not. Maybe, but, but you're looking forward to hearing something again from Death Heaven, surely something new. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. at the same time, I kind of, um, I'm afraid to get disappointed, you know, <laughs> after your record. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Tim, that's all my questions, man. That's that's everything. And I, I suppose just personally, from my own personal point of view, musically, lads, I've had, I've, I've, I've said this about a hundred times and people are probably sick of me saying it, but there's two big musical moments in, 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 in the last 20 years for me. And one would have been way back when I used to listen to all the doom metal and the English, the British doom bands like My Dying Bride and Anathema and Paradise Lost. And mm -hmm. they just blew my mind, absolutely blew my mind. And I carried that music for maybe 15 years. And then I stumbled upon the likes, as I mentioned, this St. Petersburg scene with yourselves and Tierna, Psalm, and it just reinvented music for me. It was just another explosion of sound. And ever since, I've just been loving everything you've released from all your projects. And I just want to say a huge thanks for that, man. Absolute thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. And it's thanks so for nice coming on the show. Yeah, look, I suppose I'm not the only person who thinks that, Tim. Thank you. We hope Sacrifice, which has been released on the 26th, gets all the credit and all the all the, the, the heads turning because I'm sure it will. Tim, thanks for coming on the show and I wish you all the best thanks. in the future. It was really great to be here. Thank you. Great, thanks Tim. There you go guys, that is Tim Yusupov from Olhava, Tirna, Sam, Reverb on repeat, you name it, this guy has 
I don't know. He's, he's involved in everything. Go check out their stuff. Thanks to Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast, who edits and produces the show. And lads, see you soon. Take care.